الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله اسوه حسنه لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الاخر وذكر الله كثيرا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل امتي يدخلون الجنه الا من ابى قيل ومن يابى يا رسول الله قال من اطاعني دخل الجنه ومن عصاني فقد ابى او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders one very great personality that has passed was known as sirri sakti rahmatullah alay very great person and there are many advices that he had given the advices of these personalities is nothing but the explanation the elaboration of what is in the quran and sunnah many a times it may occur to us that if these people what they are saying is from the quran and sunnah so then we also can check this out for ourselves open some tafsir of the quran sharif open some books of hadith and we will come to the same point that they came to so it seems a pretty straightforward thing so there is no need for us to refer to these personalities to take their advices this is the big mistake that we make thinking that we have the ability that they have one is what is known as basarat and the other is basirat to take the example first of a person who wishes to see something so he wishes to see something he needs two lights there's an external light and there's an internal light if a person wishes to see something but it is 12 o'clock at night it's a moonless night and there isn't any other external light any lighting whatsoever it's totally dark so a person cannot even see his own hand in front of his face he is normally able to see at a very far distance during the daylight but now he can't even see his own hand in front of his face why because this external light is missing but it can be now the middle of the day and the sun is shining brightly and the person is being told that look at what is in front of you he says i can't see anything so why you can't see anything so bright the sun is shining why you can't see anything he says no well actually i'm blind i don't have any vision so when it is the middle of the day the person without vision still cannot see it's the dark night the person with perfect vision also can't see so one is the external light but together with that is the internal light that is also fundamental 
without that internal light then the person will not be able to see so this is the same in terms of being able to see the reality of things that one is the external light the Quran Sharif, the Hadith of Rasulullah this light Allah Ta'ala has provided for everybody but then there is an internal light there is that Basirat and that Noor of Iman otherwise without that the Quran Sharif itself speaks Yahdi bihi kathira yudillu bihi kathira wa yahdi bihi kathira the Quran Sharif becomes a means of guidance of many the same Quran Sharif leads to the misguidance of others the orientalists look into the same Quran Sharif and they look into the same Hadith Sharif with the sole purpose of how to try and extract something distort it, try to twist it in some way to try and mislead people now they are looking into the same Quran Sharif they are looking into the same Ahadith but they are looking with the darkness of their heart they are looking with the objective of trying to mislead people so they themselves get further misled and they lead others astray also so these personalities Allah Ta'ala have, has blessed with this deep noor and this is what in the Hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says اتقوا فراسة المؤمن فإنه ينظر بنور الله that beware of the intelligence of a mu'min this is not just intelligence that enables a person to understand rocket science no this is beyond that otherwise many a rocket scientist might be part of the intelligentsia of this world but in the court of Allah Ta'ala if he is without Iman he is a total jahil he is a jahil and an ignorant person of the highest degree no matter what his qualifications and degrees may be but if he's going to leave this world without Iman, he's going to be among the worst Jahils. So Nabi Islam is talking about a firasat and an intelligence that is beyond the intelligence that we understand. Nabi Islam says this firasat and intelligence that Allah Ta'ala blesses, this is the intelligence to al-mu'min, a person who is a true mu'min, somebody whose heart is attached to Allah Ta'ala, somebody whose heart is illuminated with the nur of taqwa, so Nabi Salaam says, beware of this. فَإِنَّهُ يَنْظُرُ بِنُورِ اللَّهِ so He sees with the divine nur that Allah Ta'ala has placed in his heart. So what we may not be able to fathom, and we may not be able to even after a lot of explanation understand also, he will get to that depth before where we can start off also. So this depth he reaches with what? With that nur and that Nur of Taqwa and that Firasat that Allah Ta'ala blesses. So likewise these personalities, they, in the light of the depth, they sometimes summarize things in very simple things. It tends to sometimes deceive us in the simplicity that it is. But if one then considers a little bit more deeper, one will find that the whole deen is contained in these things. So Siri Sakti Rahmatullah we are talking about that he said that for the Ahlullah, for those who want to be the true friends of Allah Ta'ala, then there are some aspects which are the fundamentals. No compromise on this. And a person who compromises on these things, then the friendship of Allah Ta'ala is a far away thing. So, this path of Islam, of the Sawuf, of Suluk, this is nothing but the path to acquire the friendship of Allah Ta'ala. It is not something, the path of trying to acquire some kind of supernatural actions, 
somebody then is wanting to try and fly in the air maybe or somebody is trying to see how maybe by the means of making some amal and so on then he will be able to maybe turn sand into gold so this is then we've gone to the wrong place then this is something we've missed the point completely as a gangoi there is this one thing which is known as alchemy alchemy is this particular science as they call it it's more it's something beyond science like a karamat or whatever it is that you can turn iron into gold so he was still a student and one person who was a majzoob lost in Allah Ta'ala's love he happened to come by and he saw the very very difficult conditions in which Hazrat Gangwe Rahmatullahi was the stringent life that he was living and he felt very sorry for him and he somehow in that time recognized that this is a person who's going to become a very great personality in his time so in any case he saw the person's sincerity, his dedication etc perceived it so when he was leaving after some days he called him aside and he told him look this is something which I haven't divulged this to anybody I am teaching you only this and he took him out and showed him certain things of what to mix and how to mix it and so on and if this is then whatever the prescription was is poured over iron that iron will become gold so he gave him this whole, wrote it down and gave him that prescription too and showed him what's to be done and then he parted one year later he came now in his mind it was that well last time when I was here a year ago I had shown this person this alchemy and now everything must be he must be living like a king so in any case when he came by and he reached there he sees this person is is exactly in the same difficult circumstances that he was initially after before one year the same simplicity the same down to earth nothing has changed so he asked him that after meeting him that where is that prescription for that alchemy so he says where I kept it on that shelf it's still the same place one year ago you, when you gave it to me I put it on that shelf it's still the same place he says why didn't you use it he says Allah Ta'ala wills he'll give it to me I don't need this not that if some halal ni'mat comes a person should uh, discard it or reject it but their hearts and minds were not attached to this at all so this is the point that this path of Islam of tasawwuf of suluk is to reach Allah Ta'ala is to acquire the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala is to become the true servants and the slaves of Allah Ta'ala in every sense of the word and so that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with us that is the ultimate that the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala is the ultimate so a person in everything now when he has understood what Islam is all about when he has understood, understood what Tazkiyah and Suluk is all about then this becomes his objective in everything the ultimate is Allah Ta'ala must become pleased if I am performing Salah Allah Ta'ala must become pleased if I am going to sleep now Allah Ta'ala must become pleased with the way that I am going to be sleeping and that will only be possible to acquire the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala in that if I do it according to the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam if I am going to be eating Allah Ta'ala must become pleased it mustn't just be how I can fill my belly with the best food that I can put my hands on Allah Ta'ala must become pleased with this eating also 
if I am laughing and joking with somebody, in that too my niyat must be correct. Allah Ta'ala must become pleased with this. So Khaja Azizul Hassan Madzub Rahmatullah after Hazrat Thani Rahmatullah passed away, he was a person that had come from a secular background. He wasn't an, a formal alim. But he had totally annihilated himself at the feet of Hazrat Thani Rahmatullah And as a result, he progressed to such a point, after Hazrat Thani Rahmatullah passed away, great khulafa of Hazrat Thani Rahmatullah who were alims of the highest order of that time. The Grand Mufti of Pakistan, Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah Hazrat Maulana Abrarul Haq Sahib Rahmatullah of Hardoi, all giants of the time. They are now taking bayat at the hands of Khaja Sahib. So what was his baqam and what he had progressed to? Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah he gives one incident. He says once we were sitting, after the Sahib Rahmatullah passed away, we are sitting now with Khaja Sahib and he began then saying some jokes, some light-hearted things. And he said such light such things that started making us laugh so much that some of us started holding our stomachs and actually telling him, please, enough now, we can't bathe, we can't handle this anymore. So any case, as now this five, ten minutes went like this, and then in the midst of that, in the midst of that, he just suddenly became serious. Uh, he's laughing, he's joking, he's saying things which now are making everybody sort of bend over laughing. So for that 5-10 minutes this continued and then in the midst of it he suddenly just became serious. And then he asked a question to everybody that okay tell me in all this time we were laughing who was still totally zakir of Allah Ta'ala was in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So Mr. Shafi Sahib says everybody just kept quiet that we were so engrossed in our laughter who was going to remember Allah Ta'ala in that moment. So he says everybody just kept silent nobody said anything. He says, when nobody said anything, then after a while he said, Alhamdulillah. Now this was a lesson he was giving them. Because these were all people that had now submitted themselves to him to learn. So therefore he is saying something about himself, not as a kind of self-praise, but in order to give a lesson. That if you regard me as somebody worthy of following, then this is something you should emulate also. And he said, Alhamdulillah, in all this time that we were laughing and joking, for one moment also, I did not become ghafil and unmindful of Allah Ta'ala. That my physical self was busy talking, I was saying, I was the one saying things, I was making you laugh. But my heart was with Allah Ta'ala. My heart was not unmindful and ghafil of Allah Ta'ala at any moment. Wo sabke saath mil karke bhi sabse juda rahe. Wo, the poet says, wo, that the Allahwalas, their condition is such that even when they are in a total, in a gathering, then too they are alone. In a gathering also, they are alone. They are amongst people, but they are with Allah Ta'ala. This is what it means alone. That their heart is not in the gathering. Meaning their heart is not engrossed in whatever else is around. The heart is with Allah Ta'ala. But they are with everybody at the same time. So the point here was that even in that laughing and joking too, this was the lesson he thought that Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. Allah Ta'ala must become happy. So how will that happen? That in that, number one, it is done within the limits of Shariat. It is done with the intention that well, my friends are here, 
they'll feel little happy, they'll get the, somebody's tension will come out, somebody's stress will come less. So to make them happy, because to make the heart of a mu'min happy also is an ibadat. So to make them happy, I'm saying something light-hearted. Now that intention has brought the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala in that. And obviously well within the limits of shariat. So the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala is the ultimate. And in everything now, when a person has acquired the understanding, the correct understanding of what is Islam, what is Tasawwuf, then you will be looking for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala in his business. When I conduct my business, how it should be done in a way Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased. When he's dealing with his family, how Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. How am I going to talk to my wife, to my children, to my parents? Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. What am I going to tolerate? How am I going to tolerate it? Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. In everything, this will become his primary motive in life. And when this is the driving factor, when this is what's motivating him, when this is directing him, so obviously Allah Ta'ala is going to become pleased with that which is done according to what Allah Ta'ala wants. And what Allah Ta'ala wants is that His command is fulfilled how Nabi Islam showed it. So this becomes the primary objective of a person that my Allah must become pleased with me. So Sirri Sakti Rahmatullah His advice we were talking about which that he brought it down to some very basic things. But it all comes back to the same fundamental aspect. Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. So he says those who want to become the true friends of Allah Ta'ala, there are certain things there is no compromise on. The first thing is that they hold firmly onto the Quran, onto the Quran of Allah Ta'ala. Holding firmly onto the Quran Sharif, this is in all its aspects, in terms of its amal, Obviously that goes without saying, whatever the Qur'an Sharif has given, whatever commands Allah Ta'ala has given in the Qur'an Sharif, they hold upon it. Whether it is Salah, whether it is Zakat, whether it is fasting, whether it is Hajj, whether it is the aspects of Mu'amalat and dealings, or Mu'asharat and social life, or Akhlaq, or every aspect of Deen. Then together with the A'mal, the recitation of the Qur'an Sharif, nobody who has reached any maqam with Allah Ta'ala has been devoid of Quran Sharif in his life. One is the Amal obviously, but together with that in all in the lives of every Wali of Allah Ta'ala, without exception, one very prominent part of his day was still out of the Quran Sharif. And if you look into the lives of the Ahlullah, their lives were filled with the recitation. Somebody is making one khatam daily, somebody half a khatam daily, somebody ten paras daily, somebody seven and a half paras, this was a very common thing. Seven and a half paras, one manzil daily, and somebody maybe four, five paras daily, but this was the thing that was part of everyone's life. Now this is for us to reflect on, how much of tilawat is there in my life, and how much am I connecting to Allah Ta'ala with this Quran Sharif. This is Kalamullah, and this is from Allah Ta'ala. And this is one of the very, very effective ways of connecting with Allah Ta'ala. So daily some part of the day has to be till out of the Qur'an Sharif. So the first thing he says is that none of the Ahlullah, would, a person cannot compromise on this. This is something fundamental. If he wants to become a true friend of Allah Ta'ala, then to hold fast onto the Qur'an Sharif. Then the second thing is to hold fast on this sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One is the obvious sunnahs. 
obvious in the sense that everybody understands it to be sunnah. For example, the sunnahs of eating, the sunnahs of drinking, the sunnahs of sleeping, the sunnahs of salah for that matter obviously, the sunnahs of wudu, the sunnahs of all day-to-day aspects. Indeed, is every sunnah is beyond what the, the value of it is beyond this whole world and what it contains. The Sahaba Kiram were so attached to the Sunnah that the Sunnah became like their nature to the extent that certain things are not in a person's own control. It's something beyond him, it's involuntary. But even the involuntary things of Rasulullah became their own nature. He says that Nabi was once invited. One person invited him, a poor person. In any case, Nabi Salaam accepted this invitation because his acceptance of the invitation wasn't for the food, was for the person serving the food. It wasn't, the food obviously is going to be partaken, but the primary purpose wasn't the food, but the person giving the invitation. That this person has extended an invitation, so to make him happy. So in any case, Nabi Salaam accepted this invitation and this person presented some very basic meal and in that curry that he had presented there were small little bits of he had chopped up calabash dhodi as we call it so there was a small pieces in there and the gravy, in the gravy was this so Anasadhi Alano says that I saw Nabi Salaam selecting these pieces of calabash and from that I understood that he was eating this with relish now that's an involuntary thing it's not something that every person doesn't have the same taste somebody is fond of something, somebody something else is all halal, within the limits of halal is no problem so he says that when I saw Nabi Salaam selecting these from the gravy I understood that he was enjoying it he liked to eat it he says from that moment this became something that I started liking now it's an involuntary thing he says it became naturally something I started liking and I looked forward to eating it whereas that wasn't the case before this one person presented something to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and in it was a piece of garlic now garlic, onions these are things that have been specifically mentioned in the Hadith Sharif and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says if somebody has eaten these things then don't come to the masjid until he has totally removed the odor so now the adab of the masjid, the etiquette of the masjid that something with an odor, a person has consumed something with an odor then this is against the etiquette of the masjid if somebody after this advice still did this, they forgot or whatever and somebody came into the masjid and they had eaten some garlic or some onion and Nabi Islam realized this he had that person removed from the masjid so now this by extension we can understand all the other things things that create an odor Whatever it is, whether it's a person has a smoking habit, whatever it is, now this is very offensive to the malaika. One is to now make an effort to inshallah come out of this, because this is not in any way beneficial for a person. But apart from that, the issue is that while a person is alhamdulillah making the effort to come out of it, the adab of the masjid and the sanctity of the masjid must not be compromised in any way. So to remove that order, so one is now, Nabi Salaam in one hadith says, if a person wants to eat these things, 
and he must totally kill the smell by cooking it. So once it's cooked completely and the odor has been killed, now it's okay, it's not a problem. So probably this was now even cooked. But because it, essentially it has this odor, so Nabi Islam was not, not partaking of that. So this person asked him that you're not partaking of it? Is it haram? Nabi Islam said, no, it's not haram. So she said, you're not partaking of it? It's not haram, but I'm not fond of it. So the Sahabi says, from that moment, now whereas it was probably something that he was fond of, that is why he presented it also. So it became my natural feeling that I, that, that fondness of it came out of my heart. Now this was their attachment to the sunnah, the voluntary sunnahs, to the extent that even the involuntary things became part of their nature. Now this is something which obviously the involuntary things are involuntary, a person is not obliged to now try and make it voluntary. But what we learn from this is the attachment of the Sahaba Ikram to the Sunnah. So in any case, this is a subject on its own. We are talking about the advice of Sidri Sakti Rahmatullah that he says number one, the Quran Sharif. And number two, the Sunnah. And in every aspect of life, to try and keep looking into how we can try and achieve more Sunnah in our life. And from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. We are far from perfect. We will keep making mistakes, there will be many things we'll be able to bring, some things not, but the direction must be there. That we, keep, we need to keep trying to improve and keep increasing in the bringing of sunnah in our life. Then the third thing he mentions and he says, now this is the Quran Sharif, the sunnah, this is something very straightforward, clear cut. We all understand it that to become a wali of Allah Ta'ala, it goes without saying that these things have to be in one's life. Then if it was one of us that had to be asked now, what's the third thing? So we might think of many things. What does he say? Now these are people, as we said right at the beginning, who have that depth and who have seen things in the overall picture. In the light of the entire Quran Sharif, the Ahadith of Rasulullah the Sunnah, the lives of the Sahaba Ikram. And now they are bringing it to fundamentals and the core issues. So is the third thing a person who wants to become a wali of Allah Ta'ala and he does not give anybody any taklif. Does not cause any harm to anybody. Any pain to anyone. Pain in whichever form. Whether physical pain, emotional pain, whichever form. This is a fundamental aspect. In one hadith of Tirmidhi Sharif, Nabi Islam says three things. That man akala tayyiban First thing, the person who eats halal, totally pure. And Sri Sakti Rahmatullah in his advices, the fourth aspect is this very, very aspect. Halal sustenance. So Nabi Islam says, Man akala halalan. The person who eats what is halal. He avoids totally what is haram, even the doubtful to his time to stay away from it. So totally halal. And just on this note of halal, this has a direct impact on a person's amal. Ya ayyuhar rusul, kulu tayyibat wa amalu This direct impact, what a person eats and what amal he does. Suleiman bin Abdul Malik, he was a king, king of his time. One day the thought just came to him that I had all the pleasures and comforts and leisures of the world. 
But how do the Ahlullah really live? So there was one great personality in that time, Abu Hazim Rahmatullah So he told somebody to go to Abu Hazim and tell him that that food with which he makes iftar, send me some of that. So now the king message came. So Abu Hazim, there was this, the chaff that gets left after the wheat is all mostly used up. That is what he used to have. Because he could afford that only. So he took some of that chaff, basically the crushed portion of it, the leftover of it, and he just sort of roasted it a bit. And he sent this. Seman Abdul Malik was the king of the time now, but he had a lot of regard for this pious person. So that's why he sent somebody to ask him for this. Now when this came, he saw it and got shocked. And this had a very deep impact on him. So as a result, for the next three days he kept fast. But even at iftar time, he barely just probably had some water or something to break his fast. He ate nothing. For three days he ate nothing. Just barely just having something for iftar and sari maybe. In terms of sipping some water, nothing otherwise. And after three days, when he made iftar after the third fast, he then called for that, what Abu Hazim Rahmatullah had sent. He said, give me this. And he ate that. And he said that that same night, he shed the bread. And it was from this union that his son Umar bin Abdul Aziz Rahmatullah, who was known as the fifth rightly guided Khalif. He was born out of this union. Now this is the effect of that food. This is the effect of that totally halal sustenance. So in any case, the aspect that we are discussing is, Nabi Salaam says three things in this hadith. That man akala tayyiban. Person who eats totally halal sustenance. And the second thing, that wa amila bi sunnatin. The same aspect we just discussed now. And he acts according to the sunnah. And the third aspect, now there's only three things being mentioned in the hadith. Food, sunnah. So sunnah is the whole life obviously. Sunnah, the person can't be practicing on sunnah but give up his salah. Doesn't, doesn't work like that. So sunnah is very comprehensive. And the third thing Nabi Salaam says, And he doesn't give any difficulty to anybody. What is the end result? Dakhal al-Jannah. He'll enter Jannah. Three things only. Three things Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi sums it in. Person who eats totally halal. The second thing, that he acts according to the sunnah. And the third aspect, doesn't give anybody any taklif. Emotional taklif, by harassing somebody, taunting somebody, passing some comments upon somebody, mocking someone, just making things difficult upon someone acts according to the sunnah also this brings that same life of Nabi totally giving nobody any difficulty how he lived at home how he lived with people how he lived with his neighbors how he lived as a person in society so Nabi says Dakhal al-Jannah the person who all these three things at this Jannah the Sahaba said somebody replied and said that such people are many in our times because this, this was a common thing, all these things were in their lives. So Nabi Salaam said, yes, there are many people with this quality presently. Time will come, there will be, there's very, very few and far between. They will be spaced out. It might sound very, very simple, but 
person looks little deeper, then it's a very deep thing. So these three aspects. So Sidi Sakti Rahmatullah also, he brings the same thing. Person gives no taklif to anybody. And then the fourth thing was eating halal, halal sustenance. The fifth thing that he mentioned, just to go through the one, two points that are left, that he gives up sin. Obviously a person wants to become the wali of Allah Ta'ala. In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. The awliya only those who have taqwa. Without taqwa, the wilayat of Allah Ta'ala is out of the question. Dunya is a place of tests. And Nabi Islam has stated, Hujibatil naru bishahawad. Hujibatil jannatu bil makari. The jahannam has been surrounded with all the things that the nafs desires. And Jannat has been surrounded with the things that the nafs dislikes. The nafs desires all the haram. Jahannam has been surrounded by this. In other words, a person now who does this, this is the fence of Jahannam. The fence meaning the gateway. So if a person does this, he's entered the gateway. And likewise, the things that are difficult, sometimes waking up early in the morning for salah, you know, summer morning, going to the masjid, the nafs doesn't like this, the nafs wants to sleep. So now he puts that pressure on the nafs. This is the gateway to Jannat. He's casting his gaze low. When he's being tempted to look around. Now the nafs doesn't want to cast his gaze down. But he obeys, Allah Ta'ala doesn't obey his nafs. So now this is the gateway to Jannat. So gives up sin. And then insan is insan. His life is filled with toba and istighfar. That he will make mistakes, but his life is filled with toba and istighfar person who has these fundamental qualities in his life, then the doorway of wilayat is open to him. And he'll become the true friend of Allah Ta'ala. Now these are all things that are repeatedly discussed, but he says no wali of Allah Ta'ala is without these things. And a person wants to get to Allah Ta'ala and become his true friend, then none of these things can be discarded or discounted. And a person has got the other half a dozen things, one thing he left out fine, says you won't get there. person has to have the adherence to the Quran Sharif also. He has to be practicing on the Sunnah as well. And his life must be trouble free for others. His life must be trouble free for others. Sometimes there is, every now and again there are new phrases that are coined and expressions that are coined. Maybe many things we had never heard of or spoken many years ago. But now this is part of our vocabulary also. So for example, sometimes somebody says something, does something, and which now becomes a bother for us, says, I don't need this in my life. Now, whereas we never heard this in our life before. But this is one of the new phrases now, maybe a couple of years ago, heard it for the first time, Allah Alam. So many other things now, say, I don't need this in my life. So like that, people don't need our trouble in their life. Just as we don't need many things in our life, Others also don't need our troubles in their lives. So a person who wants to become a wali of Allah Ta'ala, he is conscious of this. That what I'm going to say, is he going to hurt somebody? What I'm going to do, is he going to hurt someone? So if I'm going to be saying something or doing something that is hurting somebody, then I'm now putting barriers in my way to become the true friend of Allah Ta'ala. And if that is my objective, that is my destination, that is my goal, and I am taking some other direction now. So that too will be in his life. 
And then together with that will be the halal sustenance he'll be conscious of. Not cutting any corners. Not doing anything to taint his income in any way. And together with that he'll be giving up sins. And he'll be having toba and istighfar very very prominently in his life. So all these things will be in his life. And this actually is the summary of the whole deen. Person is not the summary. He will have the whole aspect as well. It's not that a person has got the summary only and forgets everything else. All the details also will be in his life. So we need to now reflect upon these things. This is the important aspect. These muzakaras and discussions, these revisions that we have, is not just for the purpose of just merely saying something, merely listening to something. But this revision is something so that it brings alive these lessons in our life. And it will come alive when a person after having spoken it, after having heard it, sits down to reflect upon it. That how much of this applies to me, how much is in my life what I'm supposed to have of these aspects, how much is missing, how I'm going to get it, what kind of advice do I need to take in order to bring it in my life. And in this way, in that reflection, in taking the advice, in things that we are lacking, in things that we are shirking in, then slowly but surely, inshallah, we will start moving forward. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and all of us wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alam Allah <laughs> Allah, la ilaha illallah, 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 la ilaha ill
دل میں راہ ہو جائے ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آبوگل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیتا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں وہ بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بستا دم آخر وردے زبائیں میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلالہ اللہ 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 اللہ
ഫിറത്തിക് والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا همبا إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين اماما وجعلنا للمتقين اماما الله العالمين يا الله ومسمسف المسغريشس مسخين الله الله العالمين يا الله يفقيف يا الله الله فقيف اول اوور ميجر ماينس فريندز يا الله الله فقيف اوور فاميليز يا الله فقيف اوور ريليتيفز اند فريندز يا الله الله فقيف ذا انتاير امه اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله وي اكنولجينج اول اوور سينز يا الله الله ذي از نوثينج ذات وي كان هايد فروم يو يا الله الله العالمين يا الله يو فقيف يا الله الله يو فقيفنس از فور سينز يا الله الله العالمين يا الله اف يو فقيف يا الله الله ذي از نوبدي تو اسك يو واي forgive undeserving people like us ya allah yalla our work will get done ya allah yalla we will get saved ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah you forgive us ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin ya allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya allah yalla save us from all the fitna and fasad ya allah yalla save us from all the evils ya allah yalla save us from all the sins ya allah yalla protect us from the sins of the eyes ya allah protect us from the sins of the ears ya allah the sins of the hands and feet ya allah yalla protect us from the sins of the heart ya allah allah protect us from every sin ya allah protect us from all devices ya allah allah protect us from all intoxicants ya allah allah protect us from haram business ya allah allah protect us from eating haram ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah save us from everything that is displeasing to you ya allah 
Ella keep us under the shadow of your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ella keep us under the shadow of your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the sifat of Iman, Ya Allah. Ella bless us, Ya Allah, with taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with qana'at, Ya Allah. Ella bless us with sabr and shukr, Ya Allah. Ella bless us with sabr and shukr, Ya Allah. Ella bless us with sabr and shukr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us, Ya Allah, from doing anything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ella enable us to hold firmly onto the Quran and Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ella save us from giving, Ya Allah, save us from, Ya Allah, giving تکلیف تو اینی بڑی یا اللہ یا اللہ یو پروٹیکٹ اس انسیف گارڈس یا اللہ یا اللہ یو میک اس سچ دیٹ وی گیو نو تکلیف تو نو ون یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ میک اس سچ دیٹ وی ہیم دی اخلاق اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم الہ العالمین یا اللہ میک اس دی سوس اف کمفٹ فو ادرز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ گراند اس دی بیوٹیفل ان نوبل اخلاق اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم الہ العالمین یا اللہ یو گائیڈ اس یا اللہ اللہ یو پروٹیکٹ اس یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اللہ یو نیبل اس ان اور فیملیز ان دی انٹائر امہ یا اللہ اللہ سیو اس مول دی حرام یا اللہ اللہ سیو اس مول دی فتنہ ان فساد یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ یو گائیڈ اس یا اللہ کیپ اس تیٹ فاسٹ ان دین یا اللہ اللہ گیو اس دی لب اف دین یا اللہ گراند اس دی لب اف صلاح یا اللہ انیبل اس تو پرفارم او صلاح فائف ٹائمز دی و جماع یا اللہ گراند اس خشو ان خدو ان و صلاح یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ انیبل اس ریسائد دی قرآن شریف ڈیلی یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ گیو اس توفیق و میکنگ ذکر ان دعا ڈیلی یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ انیبل اس تو فلفل اون دی لاز اف دین یا اللہ اللہ پت دی لب اف دی سنت ان وحاس یا اللہ انیبل اس تو لب دی لائف اف دی سنت یا اللہ اللہ ریموف دی ویز اف یہود ان نصارہ فرم او لائف یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ گراند اس آل دی بیسٹ اف دنیا ان دی آخرت یا اللہ اللہ ریموف آل دی دیفکلٹیز ان ہارچپس یا اللہ اللہ آل دوز ان اینی خائن اف پرابلمز دیفکلٹیز ہارچپس یا اللہ ریموف ایتو دعافیت یا اللہ اللہ گراند برکت ان ایچ ون سسٹننس یا اللہ اللہ گراند برکت ان ایچ ون رزق یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ گراند حلال ان طیب رزق یا اللہ اللہ گراند حلال ان طیب رزق یا اللہ اللہ ریموف آل دی دیفکلٹیز ود آفیت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ آل دوز ان اینی یا اللہ illnesses اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ all those who ya Allah ask us to make dua for them ya Allah you grant them the best of dunya and akhirat ya Allah ya Allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya Allah fulfill all their needs from the ghayb ya Allah ya Allah fulfill all their pious aspirations ya Allah الہ العالمین all those who have raised their hands to this dua ya Allah you the know of the unseen ya Allah you know each person's heart's cry ya Allah الہ العالمین fulfill each one's needs ya Allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah grant halal and thank you brisk to one and all ya Allah grant abundant barakat to one and all ya Allah اللہ العالمین یا اللہ all the good that Rasulullah صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم begged for Allah we are also asking for all that good Allah whatever Rasulullah صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم sought refuge from Allah you give us protection as well ya Allah Allahum inna nasaluka min khayri ma saalaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين و